Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Business Alchemist, where we believe in serving with spirit. Today, we have a very, very special guest who's definitely going to be serving with spirit with us here today. Riz Mirza is here. I am so excited for the energy and what you're going to be bringing to us today. So thank you so much for being here today. Hello, everyone. Happy October. (laughs) Whenever you're listening to this. (laughs) If you're listening to this in November or December, happy October again, because this is a very special time. We just had this eclipse and, you know, this is a very special time. We, over the summer, we came out of something called the Lion's Gate Portable. People are realizing that their happiness doesn't come from who the president is. It doesn't come from whether somebody else validates you in a relationship. It doesn't come from whether your kids are listening to you or not. They are on their own journey. They are leaving the, I want to say, their reliance on institutions and organizations to give them this connection. And so they're turning to practices that are are self-care in a deeper way, whether that's meditation, yoga, breathwork, going to see channelers or mediums, people who are healers or energy workers, people who do Reiki or Tarot, and learning how to take back their wellness. People are starting to cook again for themselves. Have you noticed people are interested in cooking for themselves because they're realizing what am I putting into my body? And they're also realizing what am I putting into my mind, my spirit, my consciousness? So this is something that I've noticed after close to 20 years I've been doing this, yeah, since I was six years old. (laughs) No, 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 I'm not 26. But I did have my first psychic awakening at seven, uh, which was just really just a psychic experience. And I'm happy to talk about that at any point if you want to ask me. Actually, that's one of the first few questions. How did you you know? (laughs) (laughs) Go figure. Go figure. The channeler knew before we asked the question. Right, (laughs) right. um, that's so interesting because I feel like, and before you answer the question, if you notice now, the the children of today are so advanced, right? They're not new souls, right? They're coming with a lot of wisdom. So I'm curious, yeah. as, as a child who that started young for you, tell me about that experience at seven and what that felt like, especially for a seven-year-old. So a little background, my parents came from India. I was born in Harlem in New York City and raised in the Bronx in New York City. And it was at a time when New York is not the New York you know it as now, but the New York that I like to say had fangs and uh, (laughs) was the New York that you saw in movies that you were a little afraid of. And it was very very exciting. And I like the New York now. It's it's, it's now safe. We can bring the kids and enjoy it. But it's the context of what I'm saying is important, the environment, right? So imagine that immigrant parents moving to this inner city. There's this shy kid who's kind of psychic that's born, I'll just say sensitive, didn't know I was psychic yet. And um, latchkey kid, if you know what that is, came home and opened the door myself with my own key, did my own homework and spent a lot of time alone. I think in that time alone, what was happening was that I you know, we didn't have internet then and we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have 300 TV channels. We had like five. And so there was a lot more time to be bored, a lot more time to spend with yourself. And I think that's really important to develop the imagination in young people. 
Now, it's a key word, imagination, because a lot of people who feel they're having psychic experiences often ask me, my students say, how do I know it's not just my imagination? I say, well, I understand why you use the word imagination, but I want you to just take a moment and listen to what I'm going to offer you. I think the word imagination has been dragged through the mud. I think the word imagination was actually referring to a psychic connection because things that we imagine, we can bring them into reality, can't we? We imagined a career, we go for it. We imagined um, a painting and we paint it. So imagination is actually the connection, the bridge, the energy into manifesting something into reality. This computer or um, this computer that you guys are listening to this podcast on or your phone, this came from the so-called imagination. You might say, well, then, then it was ingenuity. No, ingenuity was then what brought that idea from the imagination into 3D reality. So we are using the word magic is also connected to the word imagination. What is magic? Well, magic is the ability to, well, I will say if you have magic in you, you also have the ability to see magic in others. If you surrender to the magic of life, you start to really feel life again. So when you're a kid growing up in that environment, you think, well, I think spirits are looking at me or I feel scared to go into this room. And my parents would say, it's just your imagination. Mm. And then later on, it turned out it wasn't because there were things that I was psychicking <laughs> that there's no way I could have known. My first experience, just to make a simple story, more simple, is that when I was seven years old, I was sitting somewhere with my mom and she was talking to one of her girlfriends. And this was in Queens, New York. And I was just a bored kid waiting for her little friend um, tea time to be over. And I blurted out, an old man died on that couch and he was drinking tea. I don't know why I said it. I was just sitting there bored, not speaking for an hour. And then I blurted that out and I was staring at this couch. And then they stopped talking. The woman was like, what? And she walked over and she goes, my father died on that couch drinking tea. My mom didn't know that this had happened. And she said, do you hear him or do you see him? And I said, no, I don't see him, but I feel him. And there was, I said, he's okay. And that was it. There was nothing more. It was literally lasted about 20 seconds. That was the precursor to a life of being in middle school, being in high school. That was just like I was perceptive. My friends were like, he's really perceptive. He really can. He knows a lot of things. And so I got the nickname Riz the Wiz. <laughs> and uh, it was so prophetic later on. I was not trying to be psychic. I was interested in very deep things. I was meditating at a young age on my own. So I think in reference to what you're saying, Jackie, about now we're seeing more kids who are into these things. Back then, it wasn't so common. Um, yes, I was naturally drawn to all the mysterious things in life. If anything was on TV about ghosts or spirits or UFOs or Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster or the pyramids, my parents weren't into that. I was super drawn in. My brothers weren't into it. I was super drawn in. And I used to tell them, this stuff is real. And I'm eight years old saying this to them. And they kind of laughed it off. Um, they're not laughing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, with, with, you know, did you, when you say you felt him there, right? Because there, there's feeling, but sometimes from my experience, there's, it's almost not, it's not, you know, 
direct. It's, you know, for me, it's sometimes the corner of my eye or like a, it's like a visual. Right. Well, you know, we use the word feeling in, in kind of in general because to get really specific yeah, is not so easy, right? It's not so easy. There are psychics. There are different types of psychic abilities. There are people who can, who get a taste in their mouth. There are people who can smell. There's uh, things. There's clairsentience, feeling it. There's clairaudience. You hear it. Uh, clairvoyant, meaning you see it. Now, clairvoyance doesn't necessarily mean you see it with your physical eyes. You could, but it means you're seeing it with your third eye. And those of you guys out there who practice meditation or have read about this point between your eyebrows, that in in many ancient cultures, they referred to this point between your eyebrows as the location or the portal to your psychic senses. For example, if you place your hand on your heart, that's where you kind of feel emotion. Think about it, guys, right? Now you're listening. Put your hand on your elbow. Is that where you feel emotion? No. Put your hand on your knee. Is that where you feel emotion? No. You put it on your heart. That's where you feel it. That's your heart chakra. It's not your muscle called your heart. These are points in your body that have something to do with a particular aspect of your emotional life. So your center of your chest is your heart, your emotion chakra. Then if you go down to the root, your base of your spine, that has to do with how well you grounded do you feel safe in being in living and existing so chakra meditation is very important you guys listening you can find chakra meditations online hundreds probably not thousands of them for free you can learn how to balance your chakras so do that um so you're saying that that feeling it it's more in your consciousness it's not necessarily in the physical part of your body so right at that age, at seven, when you felt the presence of the man on the couch for you, it was just feeling him in the room. And the reason I ask this is because let's say there's someone listening, right? And mm -hmm. we all have the abilities. We just don't want to take the veil off. We just don't want to explore it further. Or we believe that, oh, we're delusional. That's crazy. You know, we shy away from it, right? So let's say there's someone listening and they have feelings or vision vi, vi, like visions and maybe they're they're shy or they don't know how to connect with it how do we let someone know like you're not delusional and it's okay so how did you feel Goodness. guys you have to you have to understand you're dealing with a lot of programming since you were young programming from your parents their belief systems programming from the cultural or religious background that you're from there's certain religions who say you shouldn't be able to connect with spirits you shouldn't do this and that programming from a young age can really block you and put a lot of fear into you so you begin to think that things like um anyone who's psychic or a medium or a channeler is bad or demonic or it's sus and yet before all the religions Every one of us, whether we're black, brown, white, yellow, red, whatever skin color, we all come from tribal culture. In those tribes, before all the religions, you were living at peace with the earth. Your ancestors were living in harmony with their food, with their land, with the animals, with the plants, with the trees, with the bugs, with the air, with the sun, with the moon, with the stars. So, what was wrong with their way of life? In that tribal gathering that would happen, they sat around a fire in harmony. They did their chanting 
That was their form of prayer. There was someone in the tribe who was a warrior. That's what they their gift was. Someone was a medicine woman. That is what her gift was. Then there was the shaman or the psychic or the channeler who connected to the ancestors or the spirit guides, maybe not even their ancestors. Because remember something, if you believe in reincarnation, then you weren't this skin color your last lifetime. That's not how it works. I'll tell you as a medium, you're not being born again as the same ethnicity over and over and over again. It might happen a couple of times, but you are just as much another race as you are this one. So I like to tell you guys, don't get too attached to thinking you are what you are this lifetime, because you're going to get a big surprise when you get to the other side that you are actually the other, and maybe you're the other that you have a problem with in this lifetime. Mm. So relax, understand that the sooner you get that we are more than these physical bodies, just like your ancestors understood that everything is spirit. That's why when they, that's why when they died, they didn't mourn the way that we mourn and grieve. They had a period of mourning because they said it's natural to miss that person. But the belief amongst the tribe and all the, all the people on earth, the original belief was this loved one is now with great spirit and going to meet the ancestors. They have just less, left this physical vehicle. Mm. And so it was very simple. If even if something came in, the bear murdered their tribe's person, their brother, they would, they might kill the bear, but they will say to the bear, great bear, you took and transported our brother to the other side to meet the ancestors. And then they honor the experience. They feel what they're there to feel. It wasn't bogged down by all of these concepts of that a lot of institutions put on you and ritual. It was very, very open to understand that this thing called the spirit world, it's not spooky. It is um, not unnatural or supernatural. It's not paranormal. The supernatural, guys, is the natural. So auras, energy, um, spirit guides, your ancestors, your grandma is still with you. All of that is not supernatural. It's just that it's the natural world, but now you have more expanded view of it. Now you understand that that is included in the natural. You only call it supernatural because it's out of your wheelhouse or what you have learned. Same thing with the paranormal or the metaphysical. Aren't there sounds that your dog can't hear? Yes or no? I mean, sorry, aren't there songs that you can't hear that your dog hears? Let yes. me rephrase it. Your <laughs> dog can hear frequencies you can't hear. Is that spiritual or is that physical? Well, it's physical. What if there's a person who can hear things you can't hear? Oh, well, now it's crazy. Mm. Oh, now it's crazy. Yeah, because I can take a machine and measure that with a device that my dog is hearing a frequency my ear can't hear, but this little machine here says there is a sound. Okay, so maybe there will be a machine one, one day when the technology gets that advanced, that there will be a little machine that goes, oh my God, I hear the vo there's a spirit guide voice coming through here, or there's some frequency that this machine is picking up around this channeler. Oh, there really is something here. See, people will need a technology to tell them that, those who have doubts. You know, you can do a reading. I've done thousands of readings in my life. And you can do a reading for an hour with a person. I'm doing a mediumship reading. And out of the 50 things I tell them, 
one thing switches their whole mood and makes them feel better. It might be the tiniest thing. Your brother's talking about mint chocolate chip ice cream falling on the floor. And that sets the person off like, what? It replaces 10 years of therapy <laughs> because in that one message, they know there's no way this medium could have known that. My brother definitely is passing on a message to me, which means he's okay. So it's high time that we start expanding our our entire life, body, mind, and spirit, not just spirit, but your body as well, going back to the natural way of eating, going back to understanding your home, your, the way your body operates and what it needs, identifying the difference between a craving and an actual need your body has. Some Your body goes, you think, oh, my body needs salt and sugar. Actually, it's because it needs minerals. It's screaming out for minerals and you're interpreting it because of your eating habits as salt and sugar. So you're going to just down half a thing of peanut butter. Not that I don't love peanut butter. <laughs> so we're, we're returning to this natural way that includes what is previously called the supernatural. It's very exciting and very healing. It is, you know, and if you're someone listening, you know, take this all in. And I love that you said the supernatural is natural. That like for me, like I love that you said that because anyone listening, like when when they start to reprogram that, even that phrase, the supernatural is natural, they can begin to be comfortable with exploring the depths of you know the rest of it. Now, you had that at age seven, you felt the presence in the room, but let's talk about your first channeling experience. How old were you? And what was it like? Because we'll do this in a few minutes where you, you know, you channel and you, tr you get into this trance. So when that mm -hmm. first happened to you, right, how old were you? And what was that experience like for you? Okay. <laughs> well, I was 36. And, um, but I got the message that I would be a channeler at the age of 27. And you want to hear something interesting. 27 and 36 in numerology, they both represent the number nine. Why? Because 27 is two plus seven equals nine. 36 is three plus six equals nine. So listen to this, guys. And maybe some of you are already already studying numerology. So nine represents coming full circle. It represents the completion of a cycle. Why do we say that? Well, normally for a healthy baby to be born, it's nine months in the womb. Um, when we come full circle, a circle, if you guys remember geometry class, is 360 degrees. Add those numbers together. 360 equals 9. Cut it in half. 180 degrees. 1 plus 8 plus, plus 0 equals 9. Cut that in half. 90 degrees. 9 plus 0 equals 9. Cut that in half. 45 degrees. 4 plus 5 equals 9. It's always this completion. So you can find 9 repeating itself in the universe. And it's where the number our numbers go up to and then start over again, right? So 27 is an, usually an age. This is a little heavy for the, but, you know, let's have the conversation. There's a thing called the 27 Club. Have you heard of it, Jackie? I have not. But just quickly, I had my son at 27, and that's when my gifts started. So keep going. There you go. All right. So 27 Club has been, there's been some books and articles written about it, is where 
a lot of influential, very distinct dynamic celebrities died suddenly. Kurt Cobain, 27. Amy Winehouse, 27. Jimi Hendrix, 27. Jim Morrison, 27. Janis Joplin, 27. And the list goes on. Why? Well, I was speaking to an astrologer friend of mine some years ago, and he had said that's called right around 27, 28 is something called a Saturn return. Look it up, guys. And it's where you have a major change. And it can be a kind of death, a kind of death. There are two kinds of death. There's a physical death and there's a spiritual death. The spiritual death leads to an emotional and spiritual rebirth, new attitude, new belief system, new chapter of life. You almost are a different person. And of course, physical death, you're reborn into the next dimension. So that's 27. And then I got that message at a channeling circle. I went to see a channeler named Alex Murray in New York City, who a year ago passed away. He became my mentor. And I went because all I wanted was some simple messages on life. How's my career going to do? I was a musician. I sang in bands. And uh, that was my life, period. And uh, I didn't get any messages that I liked because I was like, is my music career going to take off? And is this going to happen with this? Uh, and my, is my family going to get off my back? And the answer was no, no, and no. Thank you and good night. <laughs> I wanted my 40 bucks back because <laughs> everybody else got these great messages, Jackie. And I got reprimanded by the spirit guides. Alex Murray was this amazing medium and channeler who for 50 years channeled in New York every Tuesday night. And people would just come to his apartment on the Upper West Side, total strangers that were invited by friends, and they would get messages. And the messages that Alex would go into this trance state. And the trance state is like um, going to sleep and then he another voice kind of comes out of his body. And another accent. He's channeling a spirit guide. Difference between channeling spirits and spirit guides. Spirit guides are beautiful, loving, highly intelligent, intriguing, dynamic, insightful, piercing, very psychic teachers. And hopefully we will all graduate to becoming that one day once we are on the other side. And they are with you throughout many different lifetimes. Some of these guides are with you. Um, temporarily, they show up to help get you through a particular situation. And some guides travel with you through many lifetimes. So the guide came through and told me I was going to be a channeler. I didn't believe it at all. At all. And I was actually dissatisfied with the messages that I got. And every couple of months, I would show up on that Tuesday night circle and I felt like I was like the bad kid. I sit in the, sat in the back. And every time I went, I got reprimanded. I never got any good messages. I'm like, what is going on? Why do I keep coming back here? But I was so intrigued by the wisdom of the guides. When I heard the spirit guide speak, come through him, and his face kind of changed and the accent changed, and I, I knew this was a different being. This wasn't the same guy. And what really further proved it to me was the wisdom that they spoke. It wasn't like some kind of self-help seminar. It wasn't a Tony Robbins thing. It wasn't a, uh, no disrespect to Tony Robbins. It wasn't something in that vein. It was like deep and cosmic and poetic. I was really moved by it. This kid from the Bronx, like, you know, my whole world was open to it. Now, backtrack, 
I came from, a, you know, coming from the Indian culture, there's a kind of deep respect for spirituality. We think outside the box anyway, because of our history. So it wasn't like I was a kid from the Bronx and this was just, I was naive. I knew a lot about um, the universe in a certain sense. So nine years till 36, I was stubborn, Jackie. I did not agree. And let me tell you, all you guys, all you people who are listening, and you know this, sometimes it takes a lot of stuff happening to you for you to start to listen to messages from the universe. Um, I had a lot of deaths from my, my parents to my best friend who committed suicide to, um, my brother. So imagine losing like some of the most important people to you in a short period of time, or even just in a 10 years, nine year span. And from that, Oftentimes, guys, when you're at your lowest point, that that breakdown is leading to the breakthrough. Please remember that. The breakdown is leading to the breakthrough. The breakup leads to the breakdown, leads to the breakthrough. And then you break free. Mm -hmm. Break free of that version of yourself that no longer can serve you. And it's not the version of yourself that you need to step into this next chapter. And that is what the Spirit Guides messages are about always, about how to surrender to the highest version of yourself, period. And many times their messages are lovingly fierce, like the uh, big brother or big sister that tells it to you like it is and also supports you in it, but doesn't let you get away with your own bullshit. At least not the guides I channel. Mm. I've seen a lot of channelers, and I think this type of channeling, I have to say, is on the way out, where it's just always about... We are entering into a new time, my children, and you are. Oh my God, it's the same thing. I could listen to the same channeling every year. We're entering into a new time. How about we get into what is the actual blood and guts and bone marrow of why we're having anxiety and depression and PTSD and why we can't seem to get to that vibration? Can we just stop dancing around and putting rainbows, flowers, and unicorns around everything? Everything is beautiful. We're not human beings having a, we're not spiritual beings having a human experience. We are spiritual beings having a spiritual experience. And anyone who's ever had a big kind of awakening to the joy of life again knows this. So what are we going to do? I don't, you know, spirituality is starting to become this, this click and this fashion, but you know, anytime anything gets more popular that you're going to risk that, but you guys have to find what really rings authentically for you. And who who rings authentic for you? It, it'll change from time to time, but you will find the people that talk to you with straight, and still they're grounded, but they're also connected to all these things we're talking about. Would you? I didn't mean to take. Oh no! Straight. no. I love that. I love that, and and that's important for people to hear. You know, especially what you just said. You know, it sounds like even the term manifesting. It it you know, I am a manifester but I hate using the term. And now I call myself an attractor because I'm like, everyone's teaching manifestation. It's like a click. And it is. you, you know, it's, it's now a marketing term, which is fine to whoever's doing it. That's your journey. But there is a deeper, you know, meaning behind certain things. So I love that you, right. you know, right. said that it's not just, oh, we're entering this new time. We're always entering a new time and a new timeline. 
portals are always opening and, um, you know, especially our baby on the hour, (laughs) (laughs) you know, even on the minute, like if you go outside right now and you're not paying attention to how much space is between you and the sky, you might feel small, but now you go outside and you're like, wait, there's, there's distance, but hold on. Not as there's distance, there's energy. Now it's like, Oh, I just expanded. Right. So same thing. Now, would you want to uh, channel for us? Of course. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what do we need to do to get you to... You guys, you are listening. Some of you are probably driving your car. Um, the energy can be pretty intriguing and powerful. And I assume that you will keep your hands on the wheel. <laughs> but those of you who are listening at home... Uh, you know, let's make this worthwhile. Your time is worthwhile. And so is everybody. So let's make sure that we all drop in because it's not just your listening to me channel. Let me tell you, I don't care when you're listening to this, whether you're listening to this podcast two years from when we recorded it, the potency is not going to fade. You are listening to the vibration right now. And the vibration is in the now. Always. It's reaching your ears right now which means that you have the opportunity also to get into this vibration and connection with me. It's not to, I'm here channeling on a stage in front of you. I'm just a person who has totally opened up a particular gift. And you will also, if you let yourself start to increase your own capacity, like you might have three bars on your internal cell phone, <laughs> your internal cell phone. And now you'll have four bars so I got like 18 bars. <laughs> That's why I'm a professional channeler. That's the only difference. It's just a different technology. So I'm going to channel. And um, there's a guide who I channel whose name is Phineas. I don't know if you've seen him, Jackie, but there's videos of him. I've been channeling Phineas for many years now. And uh, he's had many different lifetimes from being in biblical times when his name was Phineas to fairly recent modern times in the New Age community. He was... Phineas also, um, but like all of us, he's lived many lifetimes, but now he's a teacher. And so Phineas, I like to call him the professor. He's got a very pleasant, interesting professorial accent and manner of speaking, and he's very intelligent, and he speaks in, well, you'll see. So I will say, let's uh, do a little meditation for a few, you know, 20, 30 seconds. Is that good? Yes. Am I, am I going to be asking him questions or he just kind of comes mm-hmm. through? I think that he will start talking and then he'll say, do you have some questions? That's the way he works. Okay. All right, everybody. If you have anything in your hands, put it down and just keep your hands down with your palms facing upwards and close your eyes. As you close your eyes, I want you to relax your shoulders and relax every muscle in your face from your forehead to your cheekbones, to your eyelids, to your teeth, to your tongue, to your lips, to your ears, to your jaw, to your throat, to your scalp. At the count of three, we're going to take a deep breath in through our nose, sending the air into the center of your chest, where you will allow it to expand like a beautiful golden light, healing every part of you and quieting your mind. Then I will say, exhale, and you will blow all this air out, dropping your shoulders, releasing all tension. Let's try it. One, two, breathe in. Hold away and hold the breath. As you're holding the breath, relax your face. No tension. Feel the energy spreading through your body, bringing healing and exhale. Bowing your head. Surround yourself with light. 
Allow that light to emanate from the point between your eyebrows, expanding in every direction around you, two to three to four to five to ten feet around you, front to back, top to bottom, side to side, all around you. This light is glowing. It is vibrating in a beautiful, peaceful frequency. It is not only protecting you, it is connecting you. Great spirit of love, thank you for uniting us this moment. Help us to heal and nourish our bodies, our minds, our spirits. Help us to help others do the same as we wish peace for all beings. And we send love to our ancestors and to our descendants and to our spirit guides. We thank you. Just give me a moment and Phineas will come through. You guys can relax. I'm Phineas. And I greet you. You are wishing to be present. You wish to practice meditation and various healing modalities so that your body, your mind, and your spirit enters into a state of homeostasis. Balance. You are seeking balance in the areas of your life, your personal and your professional life, the balance of your physical body, being able to nourish your body in a balanced way with the proper nutrients, the proper sunlight, the proper nutrition of your mind. Your mind and your brain are two very different things, aren't they? Your brain is the physical structure inside your skull that is recording. That is the purpose of the brain. To press record, they are telling you that two plus two is four. Record that and it shall serve you throughout your life. When you question why or what is two, what is four, what is a plus, what is an equal, that is your mind. And your mind, you might say, represents your perspective on reality. You are focused here right now in this reality. You are sitting in a room. You have your physical body that you are aware of. And you have an energetic body, that means your aura, your spiritual body, that you may or may not be completely aware of. And we will explain this further. And so you see reality, you hear reality, you are hearing in this transmission, this podcast, the voice coming through this channeler. And you say, well, I'm hearing the voice now. Now, whether you are sitting in your home or your vehicle, or even if you were in this room with the channeler, you would say, I'm hearing the voice now. But you see, you are not actually hearing anything in the now. You are hearing sounds a little bit after the fact. How is this to be true? Well, certainly any sound that you hear must travel through the air to reach your ears, correct? That is correct. Your name is Jackie, isn't it? Correct. Hello, Jackie. I'm Phineas. Nice. And so the sound must reach your ears. And that sound travels at the speed of sound. You have measured it. You have given it a number. So-and-so miles per second. And that is where sound travels. That means it takes time to reach your ears. There are many things that travel faster than the speed of sound. But you see, the moment a sound is uttered, 
it still takes time to reach your ears. And that means you're not hearing it exactly when it is being uttered. You are hearing it a bit after the fact. And also it takes time for your brain to process it. And so every sound you have ever heard, you have never, ever heard in the present moment. It was always a little bit after the fact. Now, what about sight? Are you seeing things in the present? Not at all. Even if you are watching the screen now, Jackie, you are seeing everything after the fact. Even if you look around, even if you look at your hand, you are only seeing light reflected, bouncing back from every object in the room, including your hand. And that travels at the speed of light, which you have also measured and given numbers to. Add one more number, and that would be faster than the speed of light. If all the light sources were to be shut off on the planet completely, you could not see a thing. You only see because of light. And so you are not seeing anything in the present moment. You are seeing light bouncing off of all objects, traveling through the air to your eye, your optic nerve connected to your brain. That takes time. This is not something you might call spiritual fact. This is a physical fact. All scientists would agree. Technically, that is true. But it is the best you can do. There are recorders that can hear sounds you cannot hear with your ears. There are cameras that can pick up objects moving at very fast speeds that your eye missed. Do you agree? Yes. Then, what is it about this present moment that you are wishing to address? When someone says, I wish to be present, that means they wish to be at peace mm -hmm. with, oh, and aware of their surroundings, aware of themselves. Energy. You see, energy is very psychic. All energy is psychic. That means that you are able to perceive it without a distance between you. Many mediums, in fact, many ordinary people, you might call them ordinary, just for the distinction between those who are professional mediums. All of you have the ability to connect psychically, though some will connect much stronger than you. Just as all of you have the ability to sing, though you may not sing very well, according to your own opinion, but you could learn to sing better than you do now. How would you do that? You could spend time in a home full of very good singers. And just by listening to them sing, as they do the dishes, or as they go about their day humming to themselves, your ear would be attuned without you even trying. You would hear what it's like for those who can sing in key and on pitch in a melodious tone. And so you would become more programmed. Just as you are programmed when you are very young, if the, those who are living with you are speaking harshly or calling names, you pick up on this, or speaking kind words, but subconsciously not speaking very kindly about you or to themselves. You call that being fake. And so those who say someone is being fake, they are reading energy, aren't they? There could be someone who does not believe in psychics or channelers or mysticism of any kind. But they might say that person is being fake. And yet now they are reading energy. Well, how do you know they are being fake? They are saying very nice things. They are saying things that are kind to you. They are being polite. And the person will say, no, I can sense it. I know they are being fake. Well, let's break it down. You are reading energy. 
because it is your natural ability to do so. Now, a word of caution about your gut. Many people say, I should have listened to my gut. I should trust my gut. We would like to rip you from this belief system. Your gut can be wrong. Why? Because your gut is programmed. If you are attacked by a dog, let us say, it is a certain type of dog. A husky attacked you when you were five years old. Now your gut is programmed. And so your gut will not react when you see a puppy or of any other kind. But when you see a husky, your gut, you will feel it in the very center of your belly to run or to be on guard. Your gut has been programmed. When you are the victim of some sort of abuse, whether it's mental, physical, sexual, emotional, now your gut is programmed again. You feel it right there in the center of your belly. Is it the truth? No, for you could be wrong. So it is not your gut that you need to trust. It is a development of your third eye. Your third eye refers to your presence, your connection to life as it is without judgment, without emotional colorization of this thing is bad and that thing is not bad. It will be how you interpret an event, and that will then translate in how the cells of your body will react. It is not your environment on the outside that creates your wellness or your illness. It is the environment on the inside. Have you not ever felt sad at a party? Everyone is celebrating, but you are not. The environment is very jovial. Everyone is celebrating, but you are not. In fact, it could even be a party that was thrown for you, in honor of you, and you could feel miserable there. What about at a funeral? The mood is very sad, somber, depressing, perhaps devastating emotionally. But what if you were sitting at a funeral and you had a spiritual awakening that your friend, who is passed on now, is smiling at you? laughing in your head, saying, I'm fine. I'm here on the other side. I know that is my body laying in the coffin. I know that it was tragic and terrible for the events that led up to my passing. But actually, I'm here now with you at my own funeral. Don't you think it has happened at least once in the history of humankind? Or do you think that has never happened? That is impossible for that to happen ever in the history of funerals across the entire world. It has happened more than once, my dears. Far, 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 far more than once. And so what about those people who are crying? Well, they are in the pain, aren't they? But the person who is connecting to that loved one who is on the other side, while sitting at that funeral, may not feel like crying anymore. For their inner reality is different though the outer environment is quite the opposite. You choose how you feel. You will always choose how you feel based upon what you think should or should not happen. If you are at a job that you do not like and you get fired, you might feel all right afterwards. If you did not want to be fired, you will not feel all right. 
but the same event happened. The person who is happy that they got fired, perhaps, is happy because they get to play the rest of the day or tomorrow, or perhaps they now know that they will start their own business, or now they will go to the other employer that they wanted to work for. The other person will say, there will no longer be a paycheck. I must scramble to find another job. And yet it is the same event that happened to both. Both were let go. How you feel about reality, whether it is working for you or against you, shall then determine not only your physical well-being, your emotional and mental one as well. And so self-mastery is our purpose in our transmission to all of you as your friends or as you call your spirit guides, guiding you. You are the spirit. You are not the body. You are expressing yourself as a body. And your body is not undivine. It is divine. All of you, in all of your expressions, are one with source. That means that you are always connected you are one with this energy, and the only thing that blocks you is your resistance, your mistrust, and what you call your negative emotions, whether it is fear, sadness, confusion, boredom, numbness, or anger. These are not emotions, though you have been taught they are emotions, we shall tell you that they are not. There is only one emotion, and that is love. For there is only one reality, then that is love. For there is only one thing that is, and that is creation. And creation is love. For your life, as you know it to be, with your name and your background and your age and your birth date, is only one chapter of your existence. Your existence is bigger than your life. Your life is limited in the physical identity that you are. But your existence is eternal, no beginning and no end. And those who have awakened to this truth have more peace and trust in each experience they experience from morning to night. It does not mean that they do not have sadness. They are able to recognize their sadness, to express it, and then to move into a better feeling place by analyzing their reactions and going into creations. You see, reactions and creations are spelled with the same letters. Take a moment to see that truth. Reactions, creations. Either you stay in the reaction or you experience the reaction and then move into creation. That means how you interpret what you just experienced and how to create something new from it. The word scared, and the word sacred are also spelled with the same letters, aren't they? That which you are scared of holds something sacred in it for you that you must discover by then opening, confronting, and defusing, disarming that thing that made you scared. English is a very magical language, actually, though it does not get this credit. There had to be a language that was more simple for most of the planet to kind of agree upon to use. And that, in this case, in this timeline, is English. And so we would like to address your questions, if you have any. 
So let's say someone listening has a lot of negative emotions. They can't really be in creation. Would you suggest or are you saying that the more positive and love frequency you stay on, the better you are able to manifest any experience in your life? It is a good starting point to have such a very clean and large statement as love is the frequency you should try to stay on. But in your practical day-to-day life, it is a very challenging experience because your feelings, you do not even know succinctly where they come from. If we were to say to the general masses, where do your feelings come from? And they will most likely say, my heart. All right, then. And what is your heart? Are you referring to the flesh that is sitting within your chest cavity? If we were to take out your physical heart, do you no longer exist as a spirit? You may not exist as a human. But are you still a spirit? They shall say, yes, I'm still a spirit. All right, then. So where do your feelings come from? We have removed the heart from your body. They will say, my mind. Do you mean your thoughts? You're getting closer. But you see, it already is a bit clunky. You cannot answer it straight. And here is where your feelings come from. Your feelings come from the core beliefs that you hold. What is a core belief? In certain parts of the world, obviously, there are different cultures. Those cultural differences are programmed as beliefs. For example, if you were to walk into a home in the East with your shoes from the outside as a foreigner, You would offend those who live in the home. For you do not wear your outside shoes inside the home. The home is considered a sacred resting spot in the East. And therefore, that would be considered rude. And the people who live in the home might consider you to be rude. And their feelings now are programmed by the belief that they have. If in the West, a person were to belch or to burp at the dinner table loudly after a meal, it would be considered very offensive and not a very pleasant guest to have at dinner. And that person may not receive an invitation to dinner next time if they continue to burp at the table. And yet in certain countries in the world, it is accepted. In fact, it is applauded as compliments to the chef. What a wonderful meal. It is simply a human characteristic, the human action of the body. Nothing to be put down about. These are core beliefs programmed. Mm. You believe a relationship is that the person should do everything that you want, when you want, how you want, for as long as you want, you are bound to be disappointed in relationships. And so it is how you change those core beliefs. Here is the first core belief that you can change. You may say, I have never been in the wrong place at the wrong time ever. Everything that I was there for was for me as well. And you must program yourself with this. If you do not, you will play the game of victimhood and blame for the rest of your existence. That things happened to you that you did not ask for. But when you die and leave this physical body and you are on the other side, 
where much more knowledge is downloaded into you and you see that you are eternal and that your loved ones are still alive on the other side and everyone who is left on the earth will also be on the other side. And that fear of death and separation no longer plagues your mind. You will have the space within you to finally breathe in your soul and say, ah, everything has a perfection. And when you awaken, that is where you shall plant your flag firmly in this new belief. And you will stop making things wrong on the biblical level. There are things that are unpleasant that is certain. It does not mean they are wrong in the scope of creation and the universe. In fact, you are sitting here right now knowing full well in your mind that many painful things that have occurred to you in your life, around you and with you, have made you better, more intelligent, perhaps even more sensitive, if you used it in the right way, more open, that your spiritual and emotional intelligence expanded. And so there's a difference between unpleasant and wrong. Your birth is not wrong and your death is not wrong. You are creating by what you feel and how you react. And once you know where your feelings come from is your beliefs about things. Then you will relax and surrender again, not only to the magic of life, but to the magic and the love that you are. And the magic and love that exists within all situations, even the unpleasant ones, there is magic within it. If you decide so, you shall see it so. It is not that seeing is believing, my dears. It is that believing is seeing. And we bless you. Mm. Be well. He's the professor. He will change your life. You listen to him. He will. <laughs> Get you out of your confusion and intoxication of pain. I wasn't sure if he was speaking to me directly. I was like, whoa. Yeah. He's speaking yeah. to the consciousness. Yeah. We are all. Yeah. But, it, you know, it, it was powerful because it is true. You know, we wind up in situations and we want to call them wrong, but they crack us open for us to expand. Right. So it's like, oh, that's wrong. Yeah. But it's wrong because our friend said it was wrong because, you know, I always like to say that even language, sometimes humans abuse if we're using it in a negative frequency. Think it's a tool, right? I mean, a hammer builds a house or breaks a house. And and if you think about a spider, a spider's weaving a web. Humans mm -hmm. are using words to weave their energy fields. So... You know, if your friend's like, that's wrong, or this is wrong, or they're just calling and complaining throughout the day, it's weaving that experience. But Around when, you're right. Yes. But when you get bored, or you get still, or you get off the devices after you listen to the right. podcast, <laughs> <laughs> you can see, wait, okay, that hurts, but it awoke something, or it it, it revealed something, or yes. you know, so many different things. So I really loved, you know, him speaking and, you know, coming through you. That was, that was so, so powerful. Now, Thank you. before we start closing, I don't know if maybe you have any messages that you want to channel, whether for me or for the audience. Sure. <laughs> 
don't be afraid to if, if it's for me I, i'm an open book so <laughs> are you know good all right i'm happy to, i'm happy to <laughs> give you some i'm gonna be like yeah, a, a nice way to, i'm gonna be like whiplashed by the spirit guides <laughs> no, no no not at all actually um i have a couple of messages i do want to give to you um and it's interesting the word give the f- first few things is um i'm gonna give you some they're saying it's time to open your closet and give up some things away. And this is stuff that you've had in storage um, and stuff that you are just not giving away. And you keep thinking, I'll keep this and I'm not going to, I don't know, I'll, I'll take care of this later. And so this little bit of spiritual procrastination of holding on to these, and we're talking about actual physical things right now. Um, it's time to just give it away. It's not time to, I'm going to drive these things over to Goodwill or I'm going to maybe give it to my friends. It's like, now it's time for you to do this because you are making space for, by the way, I, I see a move. Um, and I see that this is like, it's been calling you, you need big air, big open space. And this is calling you and your guides are saying, yes, 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 yes. As you know, the dove of peace is one of your symbols and birds in general are kind of your symbols. And they want me to tell you, yes, you are the bird lady and (laughs) you're smiling. I'll tell you why after <laughs> for two reasons. Why'd you tell us? First, my closet broke a month ago. They were very clear. The whole thing collapsed. Second of <laughs> all, I, 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 I never thought I'd have a pet bird, but a year ago he came to me in a vision first. And now I am the pet lady. I have a yellow. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. That's great. And thank you for sharing that. It's absolutely that time. Also, I want to say, do you ever keep any little Ganeshas in your house? Do you know what a Ganesha is? It's that little Indian elephant god. He's coming to me in my mind about removing obstacles. Ganesha is the remover of obstacles. But he's also very playful and very fun. And it's it's sort of like, um, do you know when like you were in high school and there was like a choice of being in band or not? Like, oh, God, I don't want to play the tuba. I don't want to play the trombone or the trumpet. I wish you would have taken it up, something like that, because there is there is a musical part of you. It's not just you're here just to speak. There's this creative part of you that you can actually play something and give yourself a shot at that because it pulls you completely out of a, out of a comfort zone. There's a big part of you that just likes quiet that you walk outside and it's quiet. And some people need a lot of city energy, but you'll know it by the quietude that you feel. Also, I want to say, I see a past life of yours where it was, you were the reciter, is that even a word? But you would do like poetry recitation and it's French and you will feel a real strong connection when you go to French. Have you been yet? No, but okay. I have a pull, yeah. You have what? A pull. I, I don't know if it's because, you know, past a pull, life. yes. Yeah. That is the past life I'm telling you about. And you, rec- I see that you were this person who recited poetry. And it was beautiful. And, you know, French is such a beautiful language, especially when it's done in this poetic way. When you go, you're going to really connect to that place. But it's going to be a connection that's not the the new France. It's going to be, you're going to feel like the connection to the ghosts of the past of that where you were in that timeline. Now, two things. Yes, Archangel Michael. Yes, he is working with you when you do the channeling. He wants you to know, yes, you're right. You're not crazy. Is that correct? Yeah. You, you call him to help you. You have a 
beautiful. She's short. She's like this sh- short shaman woman working with you who has all these blankets and she's just like weaves blankets and she's like wants to keep you warm. And she's like, she's the one who she's like, when you're sleeping, she comes to put a blanket over you and it's very tribal. And they're also, again, with the, with the traveling, this is going to take you down to places like Machu Picchu and there. Um, but she is, she is really kind of your protector and she is working with you on how you are you're really honing in on what you're putting into your body um this is very good she's patting you in the back saying good keep going in this direction okay because Mm -hmm. everything is clearing up the hormones are also balancing out finally now i don't feel like they weren't fully balanced especially three years ago and the last three years have been balanced correct yes Food wise also, yeah, like super conscious of, you know, you were saying earlier, you know, if I was craving carbs or salt, it was magnesium, you know, so I replaced the, there you the go. yeah, so correct again. <laughs> so that's your, that's your little reading for the day. <laughs> and if you guys, your listeners want reading, you can just go to my Instagram, my website yeah. and they can book readings online. Yeah. So one last question, what would Riz today tell younger Riz? Riz the whiz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, don't get don't get discouraged just because there's red lights here, and all you see is red lights and yellow lights, and you think the rest, all the net rest of the traffic lights are going to be red and yellow. Know that traffic is going to clear up, and that you can spend your time wisely by appreciating the scenery while you're sitting at this red light. And while you're sitting, while you're driving slowly to this yellow light. Um, that's what I would say. Mm. Well, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, all his links will be in the show notes. Riz, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Jackie. It was a pleasure. 